Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for looking after us throughout the whole night, granting us sound sleep, making it possible for us to gather and to tune in to listen to your word. As your word is about to come forth, I pray that will come forth with power. Pray that every heart, every voice, every mind, will be transformed today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Take authority in the realm of the Spirit. We come against every workings of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God. Sanctify them, be ready for them to have an encounter with their Father through the Word. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. And I believe you are all poised and ready to listen to the word of God. Amen. And before I start preaching, I want to take this opportunity to wish every father and potential father a happy Father's Day. Amen. If you have a gentleman by you, just wish him. I nearly said wish him or her, but wish him a happy Father's Day. Fathers are very important and we thank God for the fathers in our lives. Amen. Alright, so this morning we are continuing with our series, the Abandoned Life series. I believe this is uh, part 10. And um, the last time we did a broadcast, I preached on the subject of choices. And today I'm doing a part 2 of the subject of choices. There were a few things I mentioned the other time when I spoke about choices. I made mention of the fact that God created man and gave man a will. And that will is the strongest thing God gave man. That is because even with that will, we can resist even he God himself. With all his omnipotence, with all his power. If you say no to God, God can't do anything. Even if God wants you to do the work of ministry and you say no, God can't force you to do it. If God wants you to be saved and you say, I don't want to be saved, God cannot do anything about it. That is because you are operating by your own will. And because we have a will, we have choices in life. And in life, we are faced with so many choices. A lot of things to choose from. And your state now, whatever you are now, is a result of the choices you made some time ago. Or the choices that were made for you. Hallelujah. And today, we are going to get a little more practical with the whole subject of choices. In life, we are faced with so many things, so many choices we have to make. And it is our desire to get these choices right. And I'm going to go through a few of the common choices or the the, the choices we have to make, which impact on our lives, our destiny, how our lives turn out eventually. Hallelujah. For example, you have a choice. You can choose who your friend is, who will be your friend and who will not be your friend. It is a choice you have to make in life. Hallelujah. Your friends go a long way to determine how your life goes. In fact, for a lot of people, their views on things, how they see life, their opinions on things are shaped by the friends that they have. They are shaped by the people they have around them. There's a popular saying that, show me your friend and I'll show you your character. It's because there's something we call transference of spirit. And when I say transference of spirit, I'm not necessarily talking about spirit as in demons and stuff like that. With spirit, I'm talking about attitudes. I'm talking about behaviors. I'm talking about habits as well. Hallelujah. One of the things I'll preach about in this Abandoned Life series is habits. I'll talk about habits too. The good habits you have and how they affect you. The bad habits too and how they affect you. Bad habits good habits how they affect you and how they shape your life so there's something called transference of spirit you walk with somebody and you pick up the person's character traits sometimes you pick up even the way the person talks the terms the person uses 
If the person likes saying, oh my God, oh my God, you realize you're also saying, oh my God. If the person likes saying Charlie at the end of every sentence, you realize you are, you are doing the same. You are saying the same thing. It's called transference of spirit. There, there's something about the person that is rubbing off on you. That is why we need to be careful the people we have around us, the people we, we, we carry along with us as we move in life. Hallelujah. And in the Bible, there was a character called Jonah. Jonah was in a vessel. He was in a ship. And that ship was headed for a particular destination. But the presence of Jonah in that ship caused a lot of turbulence. In fact, the ship was about to get wrecked. It was about to, to crash. The people were going to die simply because Jonah was on that vessel. Our lives are like vessels. We are heading for a destination. But sometimes there may be some Jonas in our vessel. If we don't throw those Jonas out, that vessel will never reach its destination. Hallelujah. There are some people who are Jonas in our lives. They are in our lives, but they are not supposed to be there. A Jonah is anything in your life that is not supposed to be there. There are some people whose role in your life is temporal. They are just supposed to come into your life for a period. And afterwards they leave. If you decide to make those people permanent in your life, they become Jonas. Because then they are where they are not supposed to be. They are ectopic. If you know about an ectopic pregnancy, a pregnancy is a good thing. But in the wrong place can be dangerous. A pregnancy is supposed to take place in the uterus. It's supposed to take place in the womb. If that same pregnancy goes into the fallopian tubes, it becomes dangerous and can kill you. So a Jonah is somebody or something that is ectopic in your life. It may not necessarily be a bad thing, but its presence in your life is wrong and is bad. And just as the people in the vessel had the, the, the boldness to carry Jonah and throw him out, I pray that God gives you the grace and the fortitude to be able to identify the Jonas first and to bundle them out of your vessel. Hallelujah. So you have a choice who should be your friend. You have a choice who to work with. You have a choice who to WhatsApp with. You have a choice who to call your friends on Facebook. A lot of people send you friend requests. It is your choice to decide who you accept. Now these malams have been sending a lot of friend requests. I don't know whether when I speak to a lot of pastor friends, I realize the malams are, are on the pastors. They realize that there's a market today. Because there are some people who actually want these malams to help them to do all sorts of things. Almost every other day, I get a new friend request from a malam. But it's my choice. I have the choice to decide whether to accept their friendship. In fact, anytime I say I delete the friend request, before I, be, you know, touch screen can be very funny. You can accept something without meaning to accept. You can like something. You, you put a phone in your pocket and your pocket is liking something without your permission. That's the danger of touch screens now. <laughs> you go and like things. That, there was a time I, I checked my Facebook the likes and i was surprised things i had gone to like things like Lil wayne and you know <laughs> things and people are under normal circumstances not consciously go to like but it's possible the phone was in my pocket and my pocket decided to like Lil wayne and kweku menu and you know those funny guys i realized i had liked all of them so i decided to edit my likes so if you go there right now, you will see proper things. There. If I have to check again, maybe my pocket has liked some other things. Hallelujah. But life, you have choices. You have a choice as to which church to attend. It's a choice you have to make. Hallelujah. And you see, when it comes to church, choose a place you are comfortable. Amen. Choose a place you believe you are fed spiritually. Choose a place that has a family atmosphere Because that is what church is supposed to be Church is supposed to be a family It's supposed to be a place where we are edified It's supposed to be a place where our imperfections Are corrected And it's supposed to be a place where we have the opportunity To do the work of ministry And to serve God So you have a choice You have a choice who you should choose as your spiritual father You can't choose who your earthly father is you can't, you can't decide that I want this man to be Everybody will want uh, Dangote and 
you know, Bill Gates and things like that. But you don't have a choice as to who your earthly father is. So whoever God gave you as your earthly father, take it like that. Hallelujah. No matter how bad they are, that was God's choice for you. Hallelujah. You see, God had you in eternity with a destiny and everything. He decided that I'll bring you through this particular person. That's what the Bible says. Honor your parents. They were God's choice for you. And God can't be wrong with his choices. He's too perfect to be wrong with his choices. So whoever God chose your father to be, that is God's perfect choice for you. Whoever God chose your mother to be, that is God's perfect choice for you. The person may be imperfect. The person may have his faults. The person may not even have taken care of you. But just understand today that that was God's choice for you. And God cannot be wrong in his choices. Hallelujah. You have a choice what to watch. You have a choice what to watch. Let me say it again. You have a choice what to watch. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's a difference between seeing and watching. Sometimes you don't have a choice what to see because it comes involuntarily. Some things can pass over your eyes. But watching is seeing with intent. There's a difference between seeing and watching. Just like there's a difference between hearing and listening. You have a choice what to watch. As you are scrolling through Facebook, there are a lot of things that pop up from friends and all kinds of things are like you have a choice what to click on those of you listening right now i'm sure our feed came to your facebook what you decided to click on it and watch god bless you for watching hallelujah but you have a choice you can decide to exit right now and go and watch something else but that is how powerful choices are you have a choice what to watch job says something in job chapter 31 verse 1 he said, I had made a covenant with my eyes. Some people must make some covenants with their eyes today. I have made a covenant. You see, those people were deeply spiritual. Have you ever thought of making a covenant with your eyes? To actually enter a covenant with your eyes. He said, I have made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon a woman lustfully. He didn't say he will not look upon a woman. <laughs> because that one, he has no choice. There are women around him. You see women. I said, I will not look upon a woman lustfully. People must start entering covenants with their eyes. Because the things you see, you see, these are gateways into your spirit. Your eyes. Your eyes are a gateway. They are gateways into your spirit. What you watch is very important. You have a choice what to listen to. Nowadays, there are some radio stations I reach and there are some particular people when they are talking i don't stay there because some of the things they say don't edify there are some politicians i don't listen to them on both sides of the divide mpp ndc because they 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 annoy you you know there are some people when you listen to them you get annoyed it's like how can a human being be thinking that way you just get annoyed in the car and everything you get annoyed you don't take time even go and knock somebody you have a choice what to listen to Especially in this election era, people will come and say all sorts of things, lies. People will on both sides. So this one, it's a common thing with the politics of the day now. People will say all sorts of things. You have a choice. You have to decide what to listen to, what radio station to tune to, what kind of music to listen to. It is your choice. And even what kind of music to listen to when you go to the office, your boss annoys you. And you are boiling deep inside. You should be listening to songs like I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you, withholding nothing. That is what will soothe you in that time. But if you decide to plug in Bob Marley, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. The time you realize you are on your feet, you are going to see your boss and to tell him your peace of mind. And it will be followed by a letter of dismissal you say your grandmother in the village has caused your downfall but it was the wrong music that you listened to hallelujah you have a choice what to listen to you have a choice the kind of conversations to engage yourself in there are certain kinds of conversations they put you in a certain mood you are not supposed to be in there are certain kinds of talk 
that can arouse certain kinds of emotions, negative emotions in you, hatred. Certain kinds of conversations can, can arouse fear in you. Go to visit somebody and they are, they are talking about ghosts the whole time. And you can't walk out of the place and walk through the darkness and go home. You have a choice. You have a choice what to eat. You have a choice what to eat. Your diet, what you feed on. It is your choice. I always say Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Let's see Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. We always look at it along the lines of talking, speaking. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. But as far as I'm concerned, the tongue is not just for talking. It's also for tasting food. The kind of tongue you have in your mouth and how you have trained it determines the kind of things you like to eat hallelujah if you have trained your tongue for anointed rice you know anointed rice rice that they pour a lot of oil inside that is the kind of tongue you have they say life and death lies in the power of that tongue hallelujah and you are building up atherosclerotic plaques in your arteries life and death are in the power of the tongue in fact, dietitians should use the scripture to counsel their patients. It said, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This is not just about the tango. In fact, when you really want to gauge what the Bible is really talking about, when a scripture is concerned, you look at the previous verse. Let's look at the verse 20. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The verse 20 says, the one before this one, it said, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled hallelujah it's talking about belly it even mentions spirit <laughs> it's talking about belly here so you have a choice what to eat you have a choice when you are thirsty whether to drink water or to drink coca cola may I preach to myself in this matter <laughs> Water or Coca-Cola, life and death, it lies in the power of the tongue. May the Lord give us the discipline to eat what we are supposed to eat. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are some things that are supposed to be once in a while, but we have made them daily things in our lives. Domedo pork. It is a very, very, very nice delicacy, but it's not supposed to be a daily affair. It's not supposed to be a daily affair. Some people cook stew and the layer of oil on top of it. You can make another bowl of stew with that oil because God has blessed me. They say there's a certain tribe. They say it's <laughs> bampadia ye dibida. It's bampadia ye dibida na butter na margarine and the sausages and cabbages. Oh my God! You have a choice what to eat. In fact. Sometimes uh, there are some foods we think are poor men's, you know, but they are rather the healthy ones. Yeah, they are rather they are rather healthy foods. Gary Sokins is healthy; it's very healthy. So if you add granite to it, it is very, 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 very healthy. You have a choice what to eat. You see, in our mind, when we're kids, when we're kids. When they ask you what you are going to eat in the afternoon, if you want to show that you came from a good home, you always say jollof, you always say rice, you always say, you know, we, we've created certain mentalities about certain things. Your beloved can take you to a date. And in your mind, if it is not fried rice, it means the date was not a successful one. It means he did not show love. He didn't show love. But there are a lot of healthy things to be eaten. Hallelujah. Open your mind. If I go to the net, search for healthy foods. Start eating healthy. Because life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. When it gets to the time when God blesses you to be able to buy a car, you have a choice what car to buy. Hallelujah. You can decide to go for your Toyota Corolla. You can decide to go for a Range Rover. In fact, if you want a Range Rover, may the Lord give it to you in the name of Jesus. But as you are buying, it's a choice you are making. But you look at your pocket. 
and the cost of maintenance. There are people who have cars, but they park them at home. Simply because the fuel consumption is too much for their pocket. So all they do is to take pictures with the car and put it on social media. That is all. The car does not move. They take Uber. They take taxi. They take trotter, but the car is parked at home. And they are flaunting it on social media. So you have a choice which car to buy, but you sense to decide what to buy. Hallelujah. If for your level, a picanto is what you need. If it is a car with engine capacity of 0.9 liters, that one you even if you get one cup of petrol, it can take you to Collie Gono and back. But if you want a four-liter engine car and your pocket doesn't reach, you use all your money. You give all your money to Shell, Total, Goel, and you even get some to pay tight and offering and to give to the poor. So even though you have a choice, you have to decide what to do. Hallelujah. You have a choice what to use your money for. What to use your money for. It's important for people to start getting financial sense. To be frugal. I know some people, they can't go a day without spending. It's like if the day passes and they have been taking money to buy something, it's like they feel uncomfortable. You need to get into the culture of saving. Some people too are at the extreme end. They are miserly. They say they are, they are waiting for a rainy day. Meanwhile, it is drizzling. It's drizzling, but they are still waiting for a rainy day. They will never take money to do anything. That one is also bad. But let's get wise. Let's get street wise when it comes to using money. Look, the wealth system is created for you to spend money. As you're sitting there right, right, right now, you can use one million dollars in a day if you want to. There are things you can do with one million dollars, and within a day, it will be done. It will be finished. Haven't you heard of footballers and sportsmen who were rich and now they have gone bankrupt? There's one particular one. At a point in time, he was worth 600 million US dollars. That guy could have lent money to Ghana to fight COVID-19. Because we went for 100 million dollars from the IMF. That guy had 600 million. He could have lent money to us six times to fight COVID-19. Right now, he has absolutely nothing he has filed for bankruptcy. It's because of the choices he made. With the $600 million, he never built a house. He was living in a rented penthouse. A luxury penthouse somewhere in Manhattan. United States of America. Luxurious. They were charging him hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. He never built a house. $600 million. It's because of the choices. You have to learn to postpone luxuries. Postpone luxuries. Save now and enjoy later. Hallelujah. The pressure of social media lifestyles is causing people to live above their means. I mean, you see, social media can be very, very deceptive. A lot of people are living lies on social media. Sometimes number plates, customized number plates, the person just went to do something and put it there and just took a picture with it and replaced it with the normal <laughs> number. I said, hey, this guy is a big boy. He can afford a customized number plate. Hey, let's not be deceived. Let's not be deceived. Peer pressure. They that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. Enjoy what God has given you bad with sense. Saving and postponing the luxuries now so that you can enjoy later. Hallelujah. Some people too, they postpone the luxury. Ah, even on their deathbed, they are postponing the luxury into when you get to the point where now you, there's something we call the season of rest. When now no more struggles. It's like you have broken through the clouds. When a plane is flying, there's turbulence when it's going through the clouds. But when it breaks through the clouds and gets above the clouds, now everything is cool. And may you get to that place of rest, hallelujah, where there is no more turbulence, where you don't have to take pen and paper and do calculations. Now it's not pen and paper, it's, it's, it's your phone, the calculator on your phone. Calculate 50 plus 30 plus 30. those days where you 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 used to go to the ATM to withdraw five Ghana cities from the ATM. May those days be over. May the days of rest come speedily in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
Five Ghana cities. Even now, when you are wondering whether it will come, when you press the thing, you, you are hoping they won't say insufficient funds. It's because you have some loan somewhere you are <laughs> you are paying back, and you know on 20th they are going to deduct. You are wondering whether they have deducted already. Because the moment that deduction takes place, you go into the negative. So the five grand account, when it comes, you say, Oh, thank you, Jesus. But may those days be over. Where you will not be owing any bank and having deductions for loans taking, but rather you will be the lender, lending to people and helping people. Hallelujah. It's the choices that we make. And another important choice you have. You have the choice to call the things that come your way, whatever you want to call them. How you call the things that come your way. It's one thing people don't realize, but it's a very significant part of our lives. The situation you are in, whatever life throws at you, you decide what name you are going to give to it. You read Genesis 2.19. The Bible said, Adam, whatever he called the things, it was so. If Adam called cow, cow, it means you are a cow. If he called you a bird, you are a bird. And that, that's how your life should be. You name the things that come your way. When Moses sent the spies to the promised land, they went and saw a land beautiful, flowing with milk and honey. Spies came back with report. Ten of them said, we saw giants. We were like grasshoppers. Two of them said, yes, the land is fruitful. Yes, there are giants there, but we are well able. Define the obstacle. Define the, the problem. Refuse to see giants in the problems that come your way. See, in fact, in my life, I see only one giant. That is the God that is behind me. And in front of that giant, everything is a dwarf. Everything is, is micro. Everything is mini. That is how I choose to see life. You can decide to call it a problem. But somebody else will call it a challenge. And that will motivate him. Even what you call your car. You can have a Hyundai Tico. And decide that its nickname is Red Limousine. <laughs> and that will even affect the confidence with which you drive it. I mean, you see, policemen, it's not everybody they stop. <laughs> Sometimes they look at your posture in the car. When you are very, very confident, they don't mind you. Hallelujah. Name the things in your life. The things life throws at you. Redefine their names. The girl bounces you, but you say, it is a redirection. It is not a bouncing. It's a redirection to the right person. You have a choice. But you see, in life, our decisions are choices. And a lot of Christians come to the point where they are, they are confused. This decision that I'm taking, I'm hearing so many voices. Which of the voices am I supposed to listen to? There is the voice of God. There is your own voice, the voice of your own mind and your own spirit. And then of course, the voice of the devil. So you have a mixture, interesting voices. Now, I want you to understand that every Christian is prophetic. Let me take it again. Every Christian is prophetic. It's just a matter of degree. When you talk about being prophetic, it's about being able to hear God. Every believer is prophetic. It's just a matter of degree. God speaks to all of us. Don't get intimidated when people say, and God said to me, and God spoke to me, and you're like, hey, God, maybe, God, that being God, when? After today's sermon, you too, you can say, and God told me, because God speaks to you. God cannot call himself your father and he does not talk to you. God cannot call himself your father and you are going to make a mistake and he's not speaking to you. And he's not warning you. He can't call himself a father. In fact, today is Father's Day. He will speak to you. He will tell you something. He will give you some specific directions. He will make something that is not clear, clearer in your life today in the name of Jesus God speaks to all of us we are all prophetic it's a matter of degree and you see a lot of pastors don't teach their congregation that they can hear from God so that they can continue to control them we make hearing God seem like a preserve or something that is reserved for 
a certain elite group of people how would you have felt if in your family your father only spoke to your elder brother never talked to you your father will be sitting down watching you you are climbing a wall and there is a snake behind the wall and there is a possibility you fall in the snake will bite you and your father is sitting there watching you but if your big brother is going to do it he will tell your big brother no that is not a good father such a father doesn't deserve a happy father's day wish our God cannot be like that he speaks to us all the time he wants us all the time he tries to redirect us all the time the problem is that we have not trained ourselves to be able to hear him he said my sheep know my voice once you are a sheep of God if you can hear the voice of God then probably you are a goat <laughs> you know to the shepherd the goats are very 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 stubborn when they say pass here they want to pass here when they say don't jump this wall the goat wants to go and see what is behind the wall but the sheep are very docile the sheep they fear the rod and the staff so when they say pass here they pass here goats they want to see what the rod feels like they want to see what it feels like to be large so if you are not hearing it says my sheep know my voice so if you are not hearing God, it's probably because you are a stubborn child of God. When he says this, you, you have your own idea already. You know that people who are Christians, but they argue with the Bible. Bible says this, explicitly said, no, this one is outmoded. In those days, in those days, that was when those things applied. God is wise. That's why we call him the ancient of days. What you are going to see, he has seen already. What you haven't seen, he saw. So when he says this, just admit it. Just accept it and go by it. Hallelujah. God speaks to all of us. He warns us when we are going to make wrong choices. The problem is that we have not trained ourselves to hear God. And if believers will take this subject of hearing God for themselves seriously, a lot of fake prophets a lot of fake pastors a lot of charlatans will be put out of business all of us can hear god but of course there are some people who hear god at a higher degree that's why i say we are all prophetic but it's a matter of degree let me try and use an analogy to explain most of you are watching us with a phone the phone has a camera maybe two a front camera and a back camera on the manual, they will tell you the number of megapixels the camera has. Some 8 megapixels, some 2 megapixels. I've even seen a camera, they say 0.5 megapixels. I wonder where everything will be blurred. <laughs> so, we are all prophetic, but it's a matter of the level of resolution you are operating at. In physics, resolution is simply the ability to differentiate clearly between two objects. That is why when a picture is taken with an 18 megapixel camera, it's sharper because it's operating at higher levels of, of megapixels. So the objects are separated nicely. So you can see it clearly. So clarity in camera work is about the ability of the camera to separate objects. So if it's 0.5 megapixels, that means you can't even tell whether if I take two people, they may look <laughs> like they are together. And so it is going to be blurred. In the same way, we are all prophetic, but depending on your calling, depending on certain things, some people will pray at a higher level of resolution. And when I talk about resolution in hearing God, they operate at a higher level of being able to separate and distinguish between this is the voice of God this is the voice of the devil and this is the voice of my own mind and this is something we all can grow in because most of the time the thing is you are hearing the voice but you are wondering which voice am I is it my mind is it God is it Satan today I will help you to increase your resolution your megapixel resolution by giving you a few pointers by giving you how to contrast between the voice of God and the voice of the devil. As for how to not to hear your own voice. That one is you. <laughs> Depending on where you are coming from. <laughs> the voice that speaks to you is different. Hallelujah. 
but it's a matter of degree so there are some people who by virtue of how long they've worked with god for they're operating at a higher resolution they can clearly distinguish this is god speaking this is my mind speaking this is the devil speaking and some people too is by virtue of the gifts that god has given unto them we have prophetic gifts we have the word of knowledge we have the word of wisdom descending of spirits that some people go and the holy spirit gives those gifts as he desires as he wishes but i believe when you desire these things too sometimes god can just say okay you 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 like it so let me just give it unto you hallelujah so there are different levels but basically fundamentally we all hear god for example the commonest laboratory request made by doctors every doctor in the world the commonest is the full blood count whether you're a pediatrician a gynecologist orthopedic surgeon general surgeon, whatever you request a full blood count and every doctor can interpret a full blood count but no doctor can interpret the full blood count like a hematologist hallelujah i'm trying to show you that there are specialties in things because the hematologist will look at the full blood count and there are secrets in it that the general practitioner will not know there are curves in it that the general practitioner if you are not part of the fraternity you will not know these secrets hallelujah in the same way there are people for whom god has given special gifts all right but fundamentally just like how every doctor can at least interpret a full blood if you are a proper doctor and you are not a you are not a herbalist <laughs> if you see a full blood count and there is anemia you will know if the white cell count is increased you will know if the platelet count is decreased you will know this fundamental thing but there are so many other things you can diagnose that one you need further studies five years extra studies to be called a hematologist so you can interpret that hallelujah in the same way fundamentally we can all hear god but some people by virtue of the giftings god has given unto them by virtue of having worked closer with god by virtue of being more consistent in their fellowship with god they are able to distinguish the voice of god from the voice of their own spirit and the voice of the devil clearly i pray that we'll all grow and get to that level where we can hear god clearly you hear the voice and you know that this is god the reason why a lot of people are not able to hear god is that we think hearing in the spirit is the same as hearing in the physical so you expect a spiritual voice you know in the movies when they want to do a spiritual voice it comes with an echo a very nice echo of some sort that's a spiritual voice so when we talk about the voice of god the way the bible describes the voice of god not many people can actually stand it if god should use his real voice to speak to us the bible describes it as the sound of many waters if you have ever been to a waterfall before a big might the waterfalls we have in ghana are mini waterfalls if you see videos of the victoria falls or the niagara falls and those things it's like continuous thunder large volumes of water falling into water again even when you are pouring water from a bucket into a basin look at the amount of noise it generates and you are talking about billions of gallons of water pouring into another that is how god's proper voices imagine hearing that in your room you will not even live to hear the instruction that he is giving unto you so he has to tone his voice down in fact hearing the audible voice of god is more of the exception than the rule hearing the audible voice of god in your ears there are very few instances in the bible like i think first Samuel chapter 9 where they say and god told someone in his ears that this is the next king of israel most of the time when they say god said we assume it was in the ears this one he stated clear it was in his ears so he heard it with his ears i want you to understand that hearing in the spirit is different from hearing in the physical and it's because our minds are tuned and our minds have, have been oriented to think hearing in the spirit is the same as hearing in the physical that's why we miss the voice of god when he speaks to us god is a spirit 
So it speaks to us in spirit. Hallelujah. Why should God be in the spirit? Always speak to you in the flesh, into, into your ears like that. It is more of the exception than the rule. So hearing in the spirit, how is it like? As I said today, by the time I'm done, your megapixel level should have gone high. Because by God's grace, I reveal certain things to you. How, 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 how is hearing in the spirit like? What is it like to hear in the spirit? I've said it here before. Everybody who has sinned before has heard in the spirit before. If you have committed a sin before, you have heard in the spirit. Why am I saying that? Who spoke to you to sin? Wasn't it Satan? Is Satan flesh and blood? Isn't Satan a spirit? But you heard him all right. And you followed his instructions. Did you hear a voice in your ears? No. So how is hearing in the spirit like? Hearing in the spirit is fundamentally through thoughts and impressions. Thoughts and impressions. They come like thoughts and they come as impressions. What I mean by impression is, is it comes with a certain feeling. Sometimes you just have a certain impression. Haven't you woken up in the morning and you felt you had an impression you meet some particular person? And by the end of the day, hey, Ali, so you two, you are a prophet. <laughs> you two, you can hear in the spirit. It's, it's not that complicated. And this is what we need to understand. Hearing in the spirit is not that complicated. It comes as thoughts and it comes as impressions. But you see, as I said, some people operate at a higher level. They're able to distinguish, okay, this thought is actually coming from the Spirit of God. It was dropped into my mind by the Spirit of God. This one, it is my own thinking. And this one, it is God that is speaking. The school of hearing God is a school nobody will graduate from. There's no graduation that I've finished. I've finished learning how to hear from God. And in fact, the lectures in that school are the mistakes you make in hearing God. When you make a mistake in hearing God, you think you heard God. You think, ah, this thing, it was God. And later you realize, no, it wasn't God, it was your own mind. You learn that this is not how God speaks to me. Hallelujah. That's why I said the lessons in the school are the mistakes you make when it comes to hearing God. I'm sure that a lot of times you believe that this one, I have heard God. You go and you realize that, no, it wasn't God. It was rather your mind or probably the devil that was speaking. Now, I want to show you a few fundamental differences between God's voice and Satan's voice, which I believe will help you. Once you know these differences, depending on how the voice is coming, you know that, no, this one, it can't be from God. It's from Satan. First and foremost, the voice of Satan will contradict the word of God. Any impression you have any thought that drops into your mind even if it's a vision in fact before i come to the this one, let me let me show you a scripture that just tells you that things like dreams and visions which is most of the time what we expect when we want god to speak to us are actually secondary means by which god speaks to us let's look at job chapter 33 let's start reading from verse 14 job 33 i'll show you that they are actually secondary means so hearing god is not complex like that he said, for God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. When the Bible says, yea, twice, it doesn't mean it even stops at two. It just means it's repetitive. God continuously speaks to you. So he's saying, God speaks once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. Why is it that man doesn't perceive it? Man has his own mind as to how God should speak. It's just like there's going to be a storm. And the meteorological department decides to announce the storm through Joy FM. But by the time the announcement is being made, you are tuned to Peace FM. You will miss the announcement. Most of the time, we are not tuned in the right wavelength to hear. So the Bible is saying, God speaks once, yet twice, yet man perceived it not. Sometimes in the course of the day, you are walking around. God wants to warn you about something. God wants to tell you about something. But we are too busy. We are tuned into a different wavelength. Probably in our mind, if God should speak, then it should come in a dream. Or an angel should appear to us. Or you must hear an audible voice. So it says, God speaks once, yet twice, repetitively. Yet man perceiveth it not. Next verse. Verse 15. 
It says, so now man didn't perceive it. Man didn't hear it. So now, what does God do? In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, verse 16, Then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. What he's saying here is that he speaks once, you don't hear, twice, repetitively, you don't hear. So now he waits. When you sleep, when nothing else is taking your attention, when you don't have any prejudices, when he now has your full attention, in a dream and in a vision of the night, he opens your ears and then seals the instruction. This clearly tells you that dreams and visions are actually a secondary means by which god speaks to us he speaks to us through another means through impressions through the thoughts he drops in our minds it is when we fail to realize these things or when we fail to to hear these things that is when he uses dreams and visions let me go back to the contrasting the contrast between god's voice and satan's voice so the first thing i said was that satan's voice contradicts the word of god there are certain things the bible has said clearly that cannot come from god one of them is confusion god can never be an author of confusion if the voice you are hearing is pushing you to do something that you know will bring confusion it cannot be from god it can't be from god you see god is more inclined towards what will bring peace so there's a situation in the house and you hear a voice telling you you know something this person has said about another which could bring confusion if you reveal it and hear a voice saying no speak the truth that the truth you must be honest go and say it go and tell him that this is what this person said and you know it is going to bring confusion it cannot be from god hallelujah the bible says blessed is the peacemaker we must be peacemakers we must be people who who are ambassadors of peace i'm just using this as an example to show you how god will not speak to you if the thing is going to bring confusion if the thing is going to bring conflict it cannot be from god the voice of god comforts while satan's voice brings worry god will not speak to you and make you worried even if what he's telling you is negative it won't come with worry it will not come with worry if you worried it can't be from God. The voice of God convicts and the voice of Satan condemns. The voice of God convicts. Conviction, yes, you feel bad about what you have done, but you want to run towards God. But Satan comes to condemn you and he makes you feel like running away from God, like Adam and Eve did. God came, where are you? I'm naked. I'm hiding. I always say that if that fruit was actually supposed to make them wise, the first test of the wisdom was a big failure. It was a simple question of location. Adam, where are you? He said, I am naked. If really, really, really it was to make you wise, you failed. First exam, you are failed. The voice of God encourages and the voice of Satan discourages. Anything that ministers discouragement to you cannot be from God. You have finished ministry and something is telling you you didn't do well you disgraced yourself you turned the song into a bent offering people are laughing at you you will never be given the opportunity again this is clear satanic speaking look god even if you bend the song he still loves your bending of the song hallelujah you see sometimes we think God delights in the perfect things. If you have been a father before, sometimes when your children, when they are mentioning the words, then they are not getting it right. And it's more fun than when now they can talk to you and even correct your grammatical <laughs> mistakes. When they are doing and mentioning the thing, and it's, it's more fun. So, as you are ministering, as you are doing whatever it is that you are doing, even if it doesn't go well, God still appreciates it. Hallelujah. And then this is important. The voice of God leads while the voice of Satan pushes. The voice of God will lead you. There's a difference between being led. When you are leading, you are in front. 
you are saying come and let's go but the voice of satan is behind you and pushing you when you feel like this thing you have to do it this is it's like pushing pushing if you've ever had any experience with the momo scammers they talk like the devil they push you. It's like the instructions they are giving. It's like they're pushing. You know, quick, 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 quick. Because they want their thing quickly. That's how the devil behaves. It's like, even if you have two years to do the thing, the devil will make you feel like you have two seconds. Do it now. So while the voice of God leads, the voice of Satan pushes. The voice of God reassures. And the voice of Satan frightens. It puts fear in you. The Bible says, For I have not given you the spirit of fear but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Anything that puts fear in you cannot be from God. The voice of God strengthens while the voice of Satan weakens. The voice of God heals while the voice of Satan hurts. The voice of God instills hope while the voice of Satan causes despair. The voice of God is gentle while the voice of Satan is harsh. These are fundamental differences between the voice of God and the voice of Satan. Hearing a voice that is harsh. God, God always speaks gently to us. The Holy Spirit inside us always speaks gently to us. Even if it's rebuking us, it is a gentle rebuke. But the voice of Satan is harsh. So these are some of the ways in which the voice of God can be different from the voice of Satan. And in decision making, we need to be able to know which voice we are following. There are times when in making decisions or making choices, logic works. If A plus B is equal to B plus A, then B plus A is equal to A plus B. It makes sense. But there are times that logic doesn't work. And you have to follow the impressions you feel in your spirit. There are times the thing makes logical sense, but it doesn't make sense to your spirit. This is exactly what you have been looking for. This is exactly, it, it fits the criteria perfectly, but there is this indignation you feel in your spirit. It's called the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Any move you're about to make as a child of God, any choice you're about to make, if you don't have peace about it, it is the Holy Spirit living inside you trying to tell you that this is a wrong move. It is a fundamental thing we must all know. That is the fundamental means by which God speaks to us. It's an impression on our spirit. It's an impression of peace. And it can be repetitive. Sometimes you are wishing it away because it doesn't make sense. But it still remains. This is not where you must go. This is not where you must go. Sometimes it's difficult. Because what you've always wanted is on the other side. You can see it with all the qualities, especially the ladies, the gentlemen, when they come. All the qualities, everything is fine. Right? Try. I would say if you have tribe as part of your criteria, you must be born again, again. Because in Christ there is no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no Ewe, there's no Ga, there's no Ashanti. Once we are all in the family of God, we are all from one place. Hallelujah. So sometimes I the right qualities are on one side the other one has some defects this one is Abinwaha, this one is Debi Debi Ebeyeye and you've always been praying for and wishing for Abinwaha but your peace when you, you think about this other one this one, you feel there's, there's, there's something wrong somewhere and the one that doesn't fit the criteria rather, you tend to have a lot of peace follow the peace, hallelujah follow the peace is the holy spirit trying to tell you this is it people have made choices where marriage is concerned and they haven't regretted it one prominent man in ghana the wife said when he was proposing to her he was wearing an oversized suit the suit was covering his fingers but she felt peace in her spirit and she looked beyond the oversized suit that he was wearing and now this is one of the most prominent men in ghana ladies i pray that god will give you discernment god will give you the vision of an eagle to be able to see into the future the bible says mark an upright man his end is glorious and may god open your eyes to be able to see the end 
so you can make the right decisions now you don't follow the flesh you don't follow just what you are seeing as children of god we must listen to that still small voice that is inside us may god give us the grace to be able to make the right choices in life may god give us the the, the grace to be able to discern between his voice and the voice of our own spirits and the voice of the devil in fact any voice that is speaking to you that is confusing you we silence it today in the name of jesus christ of nazareth some people have all sorts of voices that are ministering all sorts of things to them causing them to make wrong choices causing them to react wrongly to things but today in the name of jesus we silence every sad voice we declare every sad voice muted in the name of Jesus. Voices that bring discouragement. There are a lot of people who are on the verge of depression simply because Satan has spoken and ministered discouragement into their lives. They do not see themselves as, as amounting to anything. They see themselves as, as bottom of the food chain. But today in the name of Jesus, we command that voice to be silenced. We mute that voice and we amplify the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let the voice of the Holy Spirit be louder in your life. Let the voice of the Holy Spirit be louder where the decisions you are taking in life are concerned. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, we pray in the name of Jesus that your resolution, your ability to distinguish between voices will move to a higher level today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may God give you the grace to listen to that impression of peace, that peace of God that surpasses all understanding to make the right decisions where marriage is concerned to make the right decisions where your career is concerned to make the right decisions where your education is concerned to make the right decisions where your business is concerned in the name of jesus christ of nazareth anybody listening to me that is trusting god for clarity on something i pray god that you give clarity to that thing before the end of today in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may you receive clarity may it come as a strong impression in your spirit may it come as a dream may it come as a vision may it even come as an audible voice from above in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may you wake up tomorrow morning and that confusion would have left People who have many options ahead of them and are confused. May the Lord delete the wrong options right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Whether it's choices where career is concerned. Whether it's choices where marriage is concerned. Whether it's choices where ministry is concerned. May they be deleted. May the wrong choices be deleted in the name of Jesus. And may the Lord give you the grace and open your eyes to identify wolves that are in sheep clothing to decide who to submit to which head to go to who to call your spiritual father may the lord open your eyes to be able to descend the wolves that are in sheep clothing in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god shall we pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for this word we pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits let us be doers of your word and not listeners only father we pray that this day you shall sharpen our ability to descend between voices. We shut the voice of the enemy. We shut the voice of the discourager. We shut the voice of the accuser. And we amplify the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives in the name of Jesus. We pray for the grace to be consistent in fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. So that we will be able to identify his voice when he speaks to us. Your word says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord order our steps with God that we will not have our foot dashed against a stone may we not fall into the ditch that the enemy has dug for us may we not fall prey to the traps of the enemy give us the grace to make the right choices in life the right choices for our future the right choices for our children the right choices for our businesses in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God for those struggling to take certain people out of their lives, I pray that you give them the grace to be able to bundle those Jonas out of their lives so that their ship will reach its destination. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, to glory Father, to glory Son, to glory Holy Spirit, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. And you said you'd never leave, we need you, Lord.
thank you for such a word. We thank you for the light. Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.